Now, the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome to the Monday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curran along with Tanner Hayworth. Between us, we'll try and bring you the complete world of sports, pros, colleges, high schools, other sporting events taking place here with guests, giveaways, and, of course, your phone calls. And, well, in order of the national uh, scene, uh, you have to say that that was a heck of a Super Bowl. I mean, to me, that was as good a game as I'd expect to get. Although, I kind of feel like the San Francisco 49ers in in some ways gave that away a little bit. Um, I don't think some of the decisions that were made by Kyle Shanahan were great. I just think, you know, at the end of the first half, letting the time go, not calling timeouts, I I didn't get that. I mean, I'm, I'm... Really wondering what he's thinking sometimes. Um, And then a lot of people are critical of the fact that he took the ball first in overtime. I I think that's a decision that could go either way. I understood their explanation that assume that nobody scores on their first possession. If that happens, then you can win the game with a field goal with with the third possession of overtime. And I got that. Because I don't think you're going to expect someone to march down the field. You, you do okay if you get the three points. Because uh, then you, you're you not going to lose it with a field goal. What are the chances of somebody just going right down the field and scoring? And I, I think that's less than 50%, probably. I don't know that there's a perfect decision you can make on that. But I just would say, generally speaking... I would say Steve Spagnolo is better than Steve Wilkes as the defensive coordinator of Spagnolo, and not that Wilkes is terrible or anything, but I just think that Spagnolo is one of the best. I loved him when he was with the Giants. I kind of think, you know, someone said he could be the first assistant coach or coordinator ever to get into the Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. I don't think that'll probably happen, to tell you the truth. Uh, he'd have to be in there eight times. I mean, he'd have to win eight of them, probably. But I think he'll probably, sooner or later, he'll get a chance at another head coaching job because he's been too good as a coordinator. Someone pointed out th- there's not necessarily all that many similarities between a head coach and a coordinator in terms of their daily job responsibilities. So some people could say, well, you know, you can say that, but should that really happen? Well, I don't know. He's doing pretty well, I think. He's probably pretty happy this morning anyway. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk some some Super Bowl, but I do want to get to this before I go too far along. What a fabulous weekend for University of Hawaii sports at the Stan Sheriff Center. I mean, volleyball was... It was a great match on Wednesday. It was a blowout on Friday. And then basketball won two games that they probably weren't expected to win. 
And that's certainly the case with UC Davis. And, and I think you could clearly make the case with UC San Diego. I mean, I, I just thought those were two really good games. So for the people who were saying that the Hawaii team, the men's team is junk, I think you need to revisit that. That was a gritty performance. And they really took UC Davis out of that thing. I mean, I just, no other way to say it. That's a, 87 to 70 is a butt whipping at this level, especially when you're the second place team and you're losing to what was, I guess, the sixth or seventh place team. I'm not sure where how they kind of changed as the night went on, but I do think there were changes. So they, they're going to have an interesting time. They're going to go play Cal Poly that they've never had an easy time with. I think they're much better than Cal Poly. And then they have to go play UC Santa Barbara, a team that other people handle better than Hawaii has. So who knows what to think about that? That's going to be interesting. But And the men's volleyball team just looks like it's all systems go. Because you, people forget Stanford's the number five team in the country. <clears throat> so Hawaii at number three is just handling their business like nobody's business, and uh, which is fabulous. So I did want to get to that. Wahine struggled a little, and they lost a game on the mainland. But, hey, they, they've been doing very well all season long. So I don't have any worries about them in terms of getting a, into a good seeding position in the in the Big West tournament which is you know coming up sooner than you think I mean that's that's not that far off so we're inside of a month now on that uh, that that'll be fun and I think that the I, I like to think the men are in a very good spot right now they're playing well now they're doing it without more sack and without Javon McClanahan and there's guys that are stepping up. I mean, you couldn't say that guys like Tom Beatty and Ryan Rapp and Cody Williams are not stepping up. They, they certainly are. And I think you're getting big shots out of Juan Munoz and Noel Coleman when you need them. I think it's the perfect timing. So I'm, I'm pleased about that. I'm kind of thinking that that's... That's a little bit of a turnaround that a lot of people apparently didn't expect. I mean, I, I really objected to the guy who said, yeah, team's junk, men's team is junk. I was like, whoa, that's a little strong. I mean, you do forget these are college students, right? I mean, this is not a professional. This is not professional sports here. But, and so when people make mistakes, it's to be expected, I think. I mean, you don't want to make too many of them, and you don't want to make ones that happen cost you games. And that has happened at times this year. But, but they generally have bounced back. That's a resilient group. I think they looked good uh, on both Thursday and Saturday. That's my take. Tanner, did you get to watch those games at all? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so with... I thought it was an amazing performance by the team because when you do look at the kind of general narrative of the year, the last two games have been a very big turnaround. I think that's fair to say. And I think as you go on into the year, 
you're truly hopeful that these two performances aren't just outliers in a pretty down season for uh, Rainbow Warrior basketball. Yeah, they start. They are looking better. I mean, there's a, there's parts to a season. It's not this. There's not this sort of, uh, you know, I, how would you put it? Exactly even pace to the season. It, it doesn't work that way. And I mean, I think we've seen that for so many teams, NBA, even high school, down to high school. So it happens quite frequently. But I, what I've admired about this team is its ability to bounce back from, you know, from adversity, no question. And I think considering Morsec and Javon are down, this, is, this has been really electric. And I've been very pleased to see it. I also love to watch Morsec and Javon McClanahan cheering on the sidelines. Those guys are into it. And uh, listen, that's what a team is. And I think that for one thing, they're fun to watch. And that's an important part of it. And, uh, and the volleyball team is, I mean, that Friday match was, I was almost embarrassed for John Costa. Not that it, not embarrassed exactly, but that's just so not what they're used to being. And they were just trashed in that second match. I mean, the first one was reasonable. In fact, Stanford took the first match, but here the in, in on Friday night it was just that was that was hard to that was hard to take. If you're a Stanford fan, it had to be rough. I, I can't see it any other way. And uh, let, let me uh, let's get back. We're going to get back to the Super Bowl because in a few minutes we're going to have Rich Miano on, and we're going to get his thoughts. I I think if I remember correctly, I think he took. I th- think he took Kansas City. I'm going to have to I – st- I did have it from a lot of people, but I think he had Kansas City. And I just think it's so hard. I, I know one guy who said, he goes, I got to learn from I'm- – I'm not learning from my mistakes because I'm going to pick San Francisco again. And he goes, and every time I do it, Patrick Mahomes teaches me better to do better. And I think I know what he means because – it, Mahomes does this awful, you know, awfully frequently. I mean, where he's just out of nowhere. I mean, and when it was ten nothing, I'm like, no, don't worry too much about that yet, because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have lots up their sleeve. Not to mention, it almost seemed faded with the uh, the Travis. And uh, Taylor deal that this was going to end up as a can. I mean, the storybook required a Kansas City win. Let's face it. Let's do this. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come right back with Rich Miano on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to this Monday edition, post-Super Bowl edition of the program. We have Rich Miano joining us. Hey, Rich, uh, what did you think? Uh, I thought just a great game. You know, I think most people wished for just an exciting Super Bowl. I'm not sure many people thought that it would go into overtime. I was one that said if Mahomes has the ball last, uh, the Chiefs would probably win. So, no, just a great day for the National Football League. Well, I mean, I think the thing was storybook, kind of. I mean, in terms, people were saying, oh, you know, this is 
my son even was trying to tell me how it was fixed. And because they wanted Kansas City to win, I'm like, stop. The only thing that could ruin the cash cow would be for the public to find out a game was fixed, a Super Bowl was fixed. I mean, but I don't disagree with him that they probably enjoyed, you know, the whole Travis and Taylor thing and the magic of Mahomes. And I mean, some of those things play pretty well in the NFL. And I just didn't think that, uh, I don't know if you share this, but I think Kyle Shanahan is a better coach Monday through Saturday than he is on Sunday. Yeah, I was particularly disturbed by the start of the third quarter, six straight passes, when really the run, CMC, you know, with 80 yards receiving and 80 yards rushing, was really the key to this football season, this football game. And they went like, you know, three and out, three and out, three and out, and it was really lackluster uh, third quarter. So, yeah, you know, the one double pass was a nice call by Kyle Shanahan. There are obviously some other schematic things that he did well, but I agree with you. I thought that winning drive by uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, was just a masterpiece at play calling. The execution, the play calling was a thing that if you're a Timmy Chang or if you're any uh, coach in high school, what they did on that particular drive was genius. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I thought that you know he's, he mixes it up. And then, and then you have Mahomes to execute it. I mean, that's a pretty good combination. Yeah, when you think about Mahomes now, right, being, I think, 28 years old and one of only three players with three Super Bowls and two MVPs, the other two being Brady and Montana, you start to believe, you know, even though he's like almost halfway to Brady's seven Super Bowls, it, he's 28 years old. Brady played till he was 40. Mahomes, you know, although... Some things came out. Uh, his body did not look too well in some photos this past week. He does train in the offseason. He's pliable. He doesn't get injured. He's available. And this is a dynasty now being the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls in, in, in a couple decades. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem. I know that we're quick to anoint dynasties. I, I mean, I don't know what the urge to do that or what the necessity of that is. I think it's fair to say it's a very, very good football team. They're never really out of a game, it seems like. I mean, they just stay with the course. They don't worry about getting down. They've been down uh, 10 points or more in each of their Super Bowl victories. So I think it's fair to say they're able to do some things from behind the, uh, from behind the stick, so to speak. Yeah, and and that comes down to like the heart rate of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know those those bands they put around your wrist, whether it's an Apple Watch or a Whoop, you know whatever. I would love to see his heart rate on that winning drive. It seems like they've not only gotten behind in past playoff games uh, and Super Bowls, uh, behind ten in I think three games, but yeah, they just expect to win. They expect to play well. They don't get riled up, nervous. Um, it's it was, it was just interesting to watch these guys execute from behind the eight ball and knowing that they're going to win the football game. Well, I, they seemed confident of it, uh, although Kyle Shanahan must be ready to pull his hair out. But I, I think he has partly himself to blame. I mean, it's, uh, you know, getting away from the run. I think I agree with you on that. 
when your best weapon probably i mean george kittle couldn't get get away out of his own way yesterday and that happens sometimes to a guy but i i think when it does then you go to your strength i mean i think you got to go to your perhaps the best pure football player in the league might be cmc so why wouldn't you why would you go away from him i don't understand that yeah, and then you saw some, you know, hitches, smokes, uh, t- tunnel screens. You saw some of that, some of the motion shifting. But it wasn't, and I don't think you can do that on every play, but they seem to get away from that along with what you just talked about, the running game. It does seem to be that Kyle Shanahan, and I mean, he's one of the innovators. He's one of the bright young offensive geniuses. But it seems like in big games, he does not have a rhythm. And a guy that seems to have the best rhythm, and you can talk about greatest coaches of all time, too, and you're right. We are quick to anoint people. Bill Belichick stands by himself. Don Shuler has to be up there. You know, you have, you have guys like Bill Walsh. But Andy Reid has to be getting into that category, and he's not retiring, it seems like, anytime soon. But his play calling, his ability to not to get along with these players, and this was a year they were so susceptible. But to me, one of the best players on this football team, maybe one of the MVPs, I, I was like struggling to who would be the MVP before that last drive. But Chris Jones was just absolutely a menace. Sneed on defense. I mean, what they've done to that defense has been just, to me, a, a glaring. Steve Spagnola deserves a lot of credit. Well, I and someone said maybe, I think it was uh, Mike Greenberg this, this morning was saying, you know, they, Patrick Mahomes got the MVP, but it could easily have been Steve Spagnola was the most valuable person. And, uh, and I, I kind of i am on board with that because they really found a way to shut San Francisco down. Yeah, they really did, Bobby. And I'll tell you, one of the things I know that we all in Hawaii uh, felt so good about was the, was the coin toss, not getting away from the football team, but that Lahaina Luna tribute and narrated by Marcus Mariota. And then you saw the Tua Tonga Vailoa Paramount National Commercial. You know, we didn't have the normal amount of players we, we have, you know, or Talanoa Hufunga, who is obviously not from Hawaii, but a guy I think we all follow in this game. But that kind of like really set the tone for this Super Bowl locally, and that was awesome. Oh, I thought that was absolutely fabulous, and I didn't know that was coming. I guess I had missed that. But uh, that was terrific to have that, you know, nationally telecast. I mean, that is, when you talk about a viewing audience, holy smokes. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, because, you know, Maui's, it's been six months now, but to still, you know, pay tribute to them, homage to them, to have those football players, to have that video narrated by Marcus did such a nice job of, of really letting people know that even though it was six months ago, it's not over. But I'll tell you, getting back to the football game, I think losing Dre Greenaw on, on an Achilles injury coming off the sidelines, he's, I mean, as much as we love Fred Warner, I think the heart and soul of that defense in terms of emotional uh, is, is, is Dre Greenlaw, and that was a big loss for them. That, you know, it was, but again, it came down to the very end. Who had the ball last? You know, Kyle Shanahan play calling, a lack of execution. Uh, it was, that was still a phenomenal game. No question. It was, uh, 
it was a delight to watch, and I think it's going to be hard to, you know, for say next year to get the drama. First of all, it's Las Vegas. Second of all, you got the Taylor and Travis thing, which seems to be drawing in female viewers like in droves. And then you got a great game that's back and forth and, uh, you know, as close as you could ask for, overtime. That's, I didn't realize that was only the second overtime Super Bowl. Well, you know, Bobby, another thing, too, is right, when they changed the overtime rules, which I thought was kind of an ignorance on the NFL's part, um, not being like the college game, not being like the high school game, not understanding exactly if you have three beers and a shot at a bar what the rules were. I think that was a good change so that both teams would definitely have the football, unlike the Buffalo-Kansas City game a couple years back. But at the same time, I was disturbed a little bit of Kyle Shanahan taking the ball. And the reason for that is the other team now is playing four-down football when they're backed up, and they had a couple of scenarios where they were in fourth down, and they had to, to instead of punting, they knew that they needed to, to go for it on those fourth-down scenarios. So... I thought strategically, unless his defense was tired, which Tony Romo said in the broadcast, and they, were, they just were on a long football drive, you defer so you know what you need, just like the college and the high school games, and then special teams hurt San Francisco as well. Not only the missed extra point, which would have made it a whole different scenario instead of a field goal, you need to go for a touchdown to win. And then the ball that hit off the ankle of the, the gunner, the return guy, the cornerback that resulted in a Kansas City touchdown. So special teams haunted San Francisco. I'm not sure that was the right decision to, to take the football on the coin toss. And then just Kyle Shanahan not being uh, the genius that we know, we know him for. Yeah, well, I mean, this is not the first time. Remember the Atlanta-New England game, which one, one that thrilled you, no doubt. But, I mean, I'm just thinking – this is not the first time with him. He, he Sometimes he outthinks the room. No, I, I, I think that's the case. I think sometimes when you get guys that are so smart, they do outthink the room. The six consecutive passes, as I mentioned earlier, and, and they resulted in just three and out, three and out, bad field position. They were putting that defense in a position where they were going to break sooner or later because they couldn't get any consistency on the offense. And again, going away from not – Christian McCaffrey not running the ball. And people will say on first down when he runs the ball or second down when he runs the ball if he's not successful. But for the most part, he was getting four, five, six, seven yards. And then once in a while, they'd stop you. They'd guess correctly on defense. But you cannot get away from the run for that long, especially when you have a good backup as well. Both of those running backs are capable of putting you in good second uh, down situations and, and setting up play action passes. And then, you know, I just don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't have, you know, there's all, who was the one who said, uh, you know, we'll, we'll stop, we'll stop running when you stop it. I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, if they're, if they're not stopping it very well, why would you lay off it? I don't get that. Right. Right, Bobby, and I was telling my son and, and the few people that I was watching the game with that as a head coach, even at the high school level, if you're not an offensive coordinator guy, and I never was, but you understand offense, you tell your coordinator, do not give up on the run. Continue to run the football. That's what's setting this game up. That's where we've had success all season long. And for them to go 
that long of a period without running the football, to me, that was just a really not, not smart offensively. I hear you. Looking ahead to next year, I mean, who do you think are the really good teams that you, you, you think will have a shot? Well, you know, you got to hope that Miami will do some things, especially on the defensive side of the ball, because they still have Tua, Tyreek, you know, that those running backs and all that. And, and just from a local perspective, you hope that they become a more consistent team, right? So that's some some team to watch out for. But I also think, you know, Detroit will, will Dan Campbell, who, you know, hopefully prophetically he didn't say we, we may never get to this, this point because they were an exciting team to watch. Um, but then you look at some of the young teams and stuff like this season with young quarterbacks, like the emergence of C.J. Stroud. I think the the draft of Caleb Williams and Michael Penix and Bo Nix and, and, and Drake May. Football is in a wonderful place. And like you say, Bobby, I think you alluded to this earlier. If the NFL drew up a map this season and why people think that it's fixed, before the season started, you'd want Patrick Mahomes obviously back chasing this dynasty, chasing the GOAT. You'd want San Francisco with all those star plays. It's the first time you've had a running back, a tight end, a left tackle, a fullback, and an, an emerging quarterback, four out of the five all pros on offense in the San Francisco dynasty. So this is what they wanted to happen. This is what did happen. And um, it, next year's scenario, I don't know who's going to – but. I, I don't know who's going to be the uh, Cinderella team, but I'll tell you one thing. When the ratings come out for this football game, I bet your break's an all-time high. I would think. I'd be shocked if it doesn't. The thing was just so good from basically the beginning right till the till the last play. I mean, how how could you not love that? <clears throat> I mean, I mean, and then think about the off-season uh, potential. Travis Kelsey marries Taylor Swift. Um, I, I know Beyonce's already married, but who's the next superstar that's going to be uh, dating a, a National Football League player? I mean, I don't think that was scripted. They seem to have a true romance, but at the same time, they, this was a special season, and I, I'm really sad that it's over. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. Now now let's just hope that some of your former teams, like the uh, – the Philadelphia Eagles and the Jets and the Falcons. Let's hope they uh, they get it together because they've had some lapses. <laughs> well, Bobby, you know, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing to start the season, right? So we'll see where that goes, but that's always going to be interesting. Philadelphia being 10-1, and one, the number one team in football at one team, and then just really going into a tailspin of where they're almost thinking about firing Nick Sirianni. I mean, you look at Belichick not having a job. When you look at the quarterback class that's coming out in this draft, I mean, the NFL is in such a position of power with the streaming and the gambling money and all of these other revenue sources. I mean, I just watched the nation, uh, Six Nations in rugby and how big that is. You know, you think about how, how big soccer is throughout the world. But the National Football League, what an enigma. What a, it's an amazing engine. No, it really, it really, truly is. It's like nothing else. And the Super Bowl, my wife is saying, she can't get over that this Super Bowl occupies this place in American culture. And it, it, she's right, it does. There's no question about it. There's no equivalent of that in Europe. My World Cup is different because it's, you know, it's a process. It's not, it's not just one game like the Super Bowl is. 
<laughs> and I, I kind of think it's, but I think it's great. That's what makes it special. It's it's no, one. It's a one-day event, Bobby, and it should be. My son kept saying that this should be a national holiday. Uh, whoever's elected uh, president next should say this Super Bowl is a national holiday. That would be phenomenal. You know how many people are calling out to work today. It, it, it is it's the time of uh, the biggest sporting event in all of America, and it's obviously kind of transcending a little bit throughout the world as well. But I, I agree with you. This thing has as much as sometimes I think Roger Goodell just does some controversial things, this is a juggernaut that seems to be not able to be stopped. No, it really, it really does seem that way. Rich, thanks so much. It was a really great game and a, a great day yesterday. And, uh, it makes you makes you wait to, for football. I I can't wait till it gets started. It's too long of an off season, Bobby. But uh, you and I will be in touch. There you go. Thanks, brother. Uh, Rich Miano and from Spectrum and formerly at ESPN and eleven years in the NFL. We got to take a quick timeout. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back to the Monday edition of the program. I'm Bobby Curran along with Tanner Hayworth. And uh, for those of you who want to weigh in on the game, I know we have a lot of San Francisco fans here. And I know Curtis Mariama from the Homeless Star Advertiser is one of the main ones. And I, I just imagine that he probably was beside himself as that lead got away and some mistakes were made. And I think, you know, when... Some things were fluky. For example, when the ball went off the gunner's foot, and then people are like, "Why did he first? It was all. Why is he trying to recover that? Well, because it was touched. It was a free ball, and had to. Um, it was one of those kind of freakish things that happen in football games. But I think it was huge in turning the tide for Kansas City. It's not like in Kansas City's run to three Super Bowls in five years that they haven't had their share of breaks. They have. Um, uh, but on the other hand, I also think when someone gets starts to seem like they get a lot of breaks, usually they've earned them. That's just part of it. You may have a thought on all this. I'd love to hear from you. 808-296-1420. I know it's, it's probably uh, now this, this Kansas City narrative has taken hold. I mean, that's just how it is. I thought the celebration, everything about it was kind of over the top yesterday. But you expect that with Vegas. And uh, it certainly lived up to the billing. I mean, I I didn't think they were going to break away for a minute from the Travis uh, and Taylor thing because they were getting they were getting into it there a little bit. I was like, holy smokes. This is a family show. And, uh, of course, it's Las Vegas, so it's not really a family show, but it was interesting. And so it started the clamoring. Are they going to – is this marriage in the off season? Who knows? I mean, I don't know those things, and I don't usually take too much interest in it. But the NFL probably would love to have the chance to orchestrate this because uh, apparently the female viewership is way, way up which I think is interesting. And uh, 
I had never realized we had so many female football fans, but they're coming in in droves, apparently, according to NFL data. We got John on the line. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going, Bobby? I was uh, rooting for San Francisco the whole way, but uh, I'll tell you what. The one thing I said I don't want to see happen is uh, for 49ers to go up by three points and then just give the ball back to Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and that's what happened. But, uh, you know, it sure seemed like the defense played for San Francisco played a lot better in the first half. I'm thinking like in that fourth quarter, those guys, guys got tired. Gassed. Yeah, they were gassed. Yeah. I think that you know, was pretty obvious. Yeah, so and then like like what uh, Rich Miano was saying is that they weren't running the ball enough and that's if you're running the ball and getting first downs and using up time, that's when you're uh um resting your defense gets a rest. Yep. But uh you know, it seems like in the other Super Bowl that uh that he lost when he was with Atlanta, they did the same thing. They went away from the run in the second half. I don't know if that's a uh, a tendency with uh, their coach, but, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, don't give up on the run. Uh, but anyway, I don't know if I've seen a better Super Bowl in a long time, but I just uh, w- was wishing for a better result. I hear you. I mean, I, to be that close and to have that good of a roster and to be come from behind on – I just think I can't even imagine if I was a hardcore. I like the 49ers, I, but I like Kansas City too. I'm not, uh, you know. I th- I thought that was a very in- good and interesting Super Bowl. I didn't have any issues with the two teams that were in it. Sometimes you think like, gee, they, do they really deserve to be in the Super Bowl? But that was not the case yesterday. Those were the two teams I thought belonged there, and I thought they proved that they earned it. So. I was all good with the matchup. I was good with the way the game started out. I thought, whoa, for a while it looked like Kansas City wasn't going to get the mojo going. But sure yeah. enough, they did. And uh, and then once, the, once it was in the thick of it, I kind of felt like, you know what, He's, Patrick Mahomes is going to be hard to beat in this circumstance. The thing about you know, um... Mahomes and Reed, though, they don't beat themselves. They, they yeah. don't get away from something that's working. Yeah. Hey, fourth and one, though, or else you're going to go home. Who else is going to get the ball except for Patrick Mahomes? I think they should have put a spy on him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that anyway, wouldn't have been a, been a bad idea. That's for sure. I think Steve Spagnolo got the best of the <clears throat> defensive coordinator battle. Yeah. Pretty clearly. Hey, wait well, Wait till next. Hey, have the 49ers lost like three Super Bowls in a row? Did I hear that correctly? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to think of it. I'd have to think that one over. I'm I not sure. I thought somebody of it. said that on some one of the shows earlier today, but I wasn't aware of that. Could be. I, I just haven't yeah. really given it that much thought. I know. I know they've lost the last <laughs> two there, in. Right. Right. But so. anyway, hey, thanks, Bobby. All right, thank you. It's uh, 43 minutes past six o'clock. If you have something about the game, something where you knew there was trouble brewing, give us a call. 808-296-1420. Can't be, I can't be the only one, and, and Rich can't be the only one who had that feeling. Now, I have the advantage of not – I never bet on these things. So, I mean, like I said, I, if I was in Vegas or if I, a, if I was at a house party, which I don't go to very often, and someone's doing like a box pool or something – I'll usually do that because that's not – I mean, that in my mind is just a fun thing. 
and it's usually a low dollar thing. But the big gambling stuff, I just don't do because I think, I think it changes your decision, your judgment. I mean, even how you analyze the game is different because if you have a big vested interest, and I don't do that. So I did in my misspent youth, but I don't anymore, and I haven't for, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years. So I don't, I don't get into that. But I, uh, but I, think, I, I think it leaves, leaves me clear-eyed on the rest of the stuff. we got Sam on the line. Hey, Sam. Good morning, Bobby. Great game, man. Great was game. Great. Was a great game. I thought. Uh, I thought, like you said, there's you know every every big game. There's always one play that's a wild play, like in an NFC Championship game. Ayuk, that crazy catch he had. You know, Giants football, a Giants Super Bowl, David Tyree helmet catch. You know, when the uh, when the Niners made that fumble on that on that punt, and then they scored right away. And that next play, you know, that was the one. We're like, okay, well. Momentum just shifted. I really don't see, you know, Niners winning by this point on, in my opinion. Um, that, and also, what do you think about Bobby when when uh, Pacheco fumbled and then Kelsey Ryan bodied, bodied Reed and dropped F-bombs on him? You keep me in the game. Like, that was pretty wild, man. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. what was going on with that. I, you know what? I just think that you got a guy, you got guys who are very emotional. Uh, Travis Kelsey is very clearly one of those guys, and – I think that Andy Reid lives with it. Hundred percent. I think you just you know you give you give Mahomes you get him in that game and you give him a chance. That dude doesn't make mistakes, like you said. You know he just finds a way to get it done. I mean, you know what? A lot of guys, a lot of guys, you can sort of see Sam that they're a little nervous. He never looks nervous. Nah, he's been there. You can tell he's been there. He's like, hey boys, we know what to do here. You know, let's get this, run this, and then like you said, that last some of they were just they drove too easy. Uh, that last drive, you know, just like Kelsey, boom, 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 you know, just because they, they've been there, they know how to do it, and they, they execute it, you know? I mean, when uh, Kelsey had that 22-yard catch when it was crunch time, I was like, the guy is money. I mean, there's, and that's true for a lot of their guys. I mean, certainly he and Mahomes, I mean, they just don't make mistakes in big moments. Clutch. Clutch, Bobby. It really I is. It's, it, I mean, it's like, right. as you say, it's a product, undoubtedly, of having been there. But uh, exactly. but it's fun to watch, that's for sure. Exactly. Great game. I'm excited for next season. For sure. Sam, that's thanks. You, you'd love to. Would you consider going if the Colts got in it? Okay, that's no problem. We'll get, we'll, we'll, don't worry. We'll be talking to Sam later later in the week. We got Shelly on the line. Hey, Shelly, what's up? Hey, hi, Bobby. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Good. I'm a longtime 49er fan. Um, very disappointed with the outcome. However, I do think one of the turning points for me was that blocked field goal. Because if we, not field goal, uh, extra point. Because if we had made that, it would have been four. The whole thing would have been different. Yep. Yeah. We would have, we would have been a point ahead. And it was, yeah, for me, that's when I went, uh-oh, something's happening here. So, anyway, you know, I I love my Niners, and I'm a forever faithful person, just like Curtis Moriyama, but uh, so disappointing. I'm hoping we can get back next year. Uh, you know what? They have They have the ingredients. I don't know why they couldn't. I mean, it's yeah, tough to repeat. Yeah, away from CMC? I mean, I don't understand. Well, that's the one that that's the thing that really mystifies me. 
You throw yeah. six passes in a row, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I just it. think that guy is so good. Put it in his hands. You're going to use when you are when you have the lead, you're going to use the clock. It's going to put more pressure on them to get yeah. a stop. You know, that it's people don't play the same when they get that pressure on them. And so I would have I, – I agree with you on that. I, I think that would have been better. However, I have to say – I do like, because I like the 49ers and I like the Kansas City Chiefs, they, neither one of them are my team. That's the Giants. Uh -huh. So, yes. so I, but I like to watch good football and those are really good teams. But I kind of feel like if I had to say, I would say the San Francisco 49ers made more mistakes. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. But hey, we'll be back. Thanks. Thanks for the call. It's, uh, we got to take a quick time out. It's 40, almost 49 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Welcome back on this Monday edition. Sports Animals up next. Chris uh, and Gary is back, which is kind of fun. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I, I assume Chris is healthy. So you know, around around the, these parts these days, seems like with basketball, we've had Iran sick. Noel's been sick. It's been Gary's been sick. I mean, you just don't know where it's going. And uh, But I'm hoping everybody can stay healthy for a while. It's uh, 53 minutes past the hour. If you wanted to weigh in on the Super Bowl, I, I feel, because I think we have way more 49er fans in these parts than we do Kansas City Chief fans. So I'm guessing we had a lot of disappointed people. Um, I think that some people probably thought, you know what, I, if I can get two points and take Kansas City, I'm going to do it, uh, regardless of who they're, as long as you're not a hardcore fan, because then it's impossible to do. So, I mean, I know that from experience with the Giants back in the day, that I couldn't do that. I just couldn't bet against the Giants. And even if, it, if the line appeared attractive, it did pay off, though, with a couple of Super Bowl wins against New England because nobody gave the Giants a chance. And I'm like, look out. This is a pretty good Giants team right now. Great on both lines. I mean, they're going to be good. And they were. And that was fun. I mean, that was really fun. So if you have something, go ahead, weigh in. I hope nobody lost uh, too much money who's listening to us right now because I know people do it. People love to bet. Um, the apparently the handle on this game was the biggest ever. Um, uh, that's not a surprise. First of all, the games in Las Vegas is any what encourages that more than having the game at Allegiant Field? I don't think it's the last one we'll see there. I think it's a it's actually a great place to have that. Squid Eye is on the line. What's up? 
Yeah, how you doing, Bobby? Okay, how you doing? I was, uh, okay, real good. I was watching the game, and I said, when the first, whoever makes that first mistake, and they continue making mistakes, they're going to lose the game. And sure enough, Bobby, Kansas City Chiefs are a very disciplined team. They made their mistakes, but not too many mistakes that it cost them the game. It almost did, but we can see how they recover. So both teams played very well. I shouldn't say very well. They played well, but Kansas City Chiefs played good enough to win the game. I agree. I, that's a perfect analysis because I just think San Francisco did some things. You know, what I like about Kansas City is they don't beat themselves. And San Francisco sometimes does. And I, I felt like that six straight passes was not was ill-advised. I mean, you don't do that when the strength of your team is Christian McCaffrey. I don't get I that. Know, and, and that's what was boggling my mind, too. I had a lot of questions. Why aren't they running the ball? They refused to run the ball. Instead, they passed, and, you know, three and out, and that's it. And Kansas City is, is going to score. How many chances do you want to give Patrick Mahomes? That's what it comes down to to me. I, I want to give him the least number of chances possible. And, and I think that I advise anybody who's playing them to do the same thing because he's he's awfully good. You just really can't afford to be doing that. And, I mean, as I watched him cavorting around the field celebrating, I thought, you know, San Francisco, you kind of brought this on yourself. I yeah, mean, I no. feel like that was a game they easily could have won. Yeah, they could. If I was looking ahead after the game ended, okay, who's who's now next up? Bobby, it's very hard to get back to the Super Bowl. Yes, it is. It is very hard to get back. And that's why when you do get, that's what uh, Dan Campbell was saying to the Detroit Lions team about you know, when you're losing the playoffs, it's, it's, it's hard to get there. It's really hard to get there. So thank you very much uh, for your call. I think that was uh, – I share your pain a bit on that one. Uh, Thanks to Tanner Hayworth. Sports Animals up next, Chris and Gary. And uh, that will be – that'll be it for us today. For all of us at ESPN Honolulu, I'm Bobby Curran. Aloha.